So welcome back to our podcast, and my name is Jim Hughes, and this is The Gospel According to Jesus. And today we're going to be talking about grace. But before we do that, I want to open up with a couple of scriptures. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit that's within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? Verse 20, For you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. And then Ephesians 6.1 says, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And our theme scripture is in Amos 8.11. It says, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or thirst for water, but rather for hearing the words of the Lord. And we so desperately need to hear the words of the Lord, especially in our country, America, right now. We need to hear what the Lord is saying unto the churches in this last day. And so we're just praying that God just pour out his spirit and we hear what God wants to do in each and every one of us. And today I want to talk about grace. And grace in the Bible means unmerited favor. And that is a very, very powerful interpretation of that word. But before we go into that, I'm so excited and I'm so honored to have a friend with me today. And I want to introduce him to you. And he's just a fellow traveler. Uh, you know, Jimmy Swaggart says every once in a while you meet a traveler. And what he means by that is every once in a while you meet somebody that's traveling the same gospel path as you are. And Michael Disming is that person. So I want to introduce Michael Disming. Mike and I served at Faith Family Church on staff. Um, together. And Mike was the uh, children's pastor and I was the youth pastor. And so it was just such an honor to serve with him. And so, Michael, welcome to the Gospel According to Jesus. We're so excited about having you. Oh, man, it's so great to see you again. And golly, you have an age. Oh, well, great. I tell you, hey, I, you'll uh, have to repent for that I, later on. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I will say that in a world full of love, and froth and pipe. It's just great to connect with someone like you because your passion for depth and your passion for something that is real, some meat, is just refreshing. And I know everybody who connects with you and your ministry and your podcast is going to get fed the truth. And I, it's just an honor to be here. Bro. Amen. Well, it's good to have you. And we're talking about grace today. And, and, and really what God put that on my heart um, was just because people need to understand that, and, and this is such basic, you know, I'm going to use a kind of a, a term that a lot of people don't use, but it's basic theology, right? God's for us. He's not against us. He has a plan for us. And grace is yes. that, right? Grace is that unmerited favor. And um, so, so many of you that are listening today, you believe it's too late. You know, the enemy has convinced you that you've gone too far, it's too late, and you're unredeemable. But let me tell you something. God's grace is so powerful. This thing that we have grabbed hold of, which separates Christianity from every other religion, Pastor Michael, is this unmerited favor, God's favor towards us, and God reaching down to us and grabbing hold of us. And see, that's that's the other thing that separates Christianity from every other religion, and that's that God reaches down to us. 
every other religion, it's about us. It's about humans. It's about people trying to please, striving, struggling, working their way to have favor with God. And Christianity is just the opposite. It's God reaching down to us. And so when God calls us out of darkness, he chooses us. He says, I want Michael. I want Jim. So you just don't wake up one day and decide to have breakfast and you want to have some eggs and you want to have some bacon and you want to have some toast. And, oh, yeah, I just think I'm going to serve God today. I mean, it doesn't happen like that, right? It's God, it's, it's yeah. the Holy Spirit reaching out to you and grabbing hold of you. And isn't that the kind of the experience that you had when God pulled you into the kingdom? I remember going to a little church. I was strung out on drugs. Um, I ran because, um, gosh, I didn't have a car. I didn't have any money, but I was hurting and desperate. And I walked into this church and someone stopped me and said, hey, why don't you go in the bathroom and clean it? Because I was such a mess, stringy hair, sweaty. But I walked into that building and I felt a presence. And there was a testimony given about Christ. I came forward. And all I can tell you is I the sense of love Amen. came onto me when I knelt down to that altar. I just, I knew that God loved me and I hadn't done anything. I just, I just came to him. He didn't, I didn't feel accusation. I didn't feel like God was like judging. I just felt total love and acceptance and that is so transform grace is dynamic it's not static it actually transforms you when you Amen. accept it it changed my life yeah that's that's an excellent testimony and that's exactly what god does he takes out that stony heart as ezekiel says and puts in a heart of flesh and that's really what god does to each and every one of us when we come into that marvelous light but see pastor michael the the enemy he tries his best to take that from us. See, grace is unmerited favor. Grace is the power of God. Grace is God reaching down to man and pulling them out. But then there's the enemy. And believers yes. need to understand that they are redeemed from their sin by the blood of Jesus. And that part of understanding is understanding that they have an enemy. And that enemy is the devil. His name is Satan. Right. And the enemy, the Bible says that the enemy accuses us before God daily. In fact, in Revelations 12:10, it says, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. Now listen to this. This is so powerful. For the accuser of the brethren has been thrown down. Well, wait a minute. What's the, what is being said here that, that the enemy accuses us before God and tries to bring condemnation on us. You know, God loves us. God cares about us. You went into that church. God pulled you in. But the enemy tries to bring condemnation and tries to accuse us because we do make mistakes and we do find ourselves falling short many times. But that's where the grace of God comes in. And I think that you've experienced that in your own life. And maybe you can spend some time talking about that a little bit in our podcast today. I um, I'm, I remember um, reading a scripture that always just was, was so important to me because it, it's scripture that says we should receive one another as Christ has received us. And I, I just was drawn to that. And I began to look that up. I said, what does that mean in the Greek? And the word received there is literally means to open up your heart to. So what it's saying is that Jesus Christ has opened up his heart to me. He receives me. And 
You know, I went through a divorce um, years ago. I had a spouse that I loved dearly, and she just drifted from the Lord and ended up in a relationship that was uh, very unhealthy. And, 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 you know, she walked away. And um, when you when you've gone through that kind of rejection, I tell you, the enemy comes in and it can be devastating. Those voices of failure. Um, I had so many people um, that I just felt like from that moment on, didn't want anything to do. They just kind of walked away that they were close to me. And, and from then on, and, and the enemy was like, yeah, see, you're not worthy. You're, 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 you're damaged. No one wants you. You're, God can never do anything. With and, but thank God you and Dan Law and a couple friends that kept speaking life yeah. and loving me and accepting me. And I, I want to read, there's a quote real quick. And I, tell me what you think about this. Bono, you know, he's kind of quite a, quite a character, but, you know, he, I do believe he's, 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 he's a Christian. He said this one time, he said, why am I suspicious of Christians? And it's because of this lack of realism. I would love to see more of that in life, in art, music. I think, why don't we feel that we can be more authentic and vulnerable with each other? I think it's because we're scared that someone is going to accuse us and tear us down. That's right. And that's what the enemy does. And, and it was people like you that countered that. I mean, this was a moment I could have spun up. I could have gone into the deep back into drugs, whatever. It was people like you that kept extending the love of Jesus Christ to me that finally helped me realize that God was for me. And that helped me hold on until I got stronger. So let's unpack that a little bit. I mean, so kind of we're filling in the gaps a bit here because you left Faith Family Church to, to plan a church with your right. wife and, you know, felt God had called you to the Carolinas and um, you you were in close to um, uh, trying to remember the city that you were close to now, but Asheville. Yeah, Asheville. And so you planted a church, and and so when when this happened to you, that this had been going on, you know, during the time you're planning this church, and so you, you're kind of saying that instead of people, you know, coming and embracing you and saying, "Hey, let's let's walk together through this," they just walked away from you. I th- I think that people don't realize, and you know, it, we read these things like the devil accuses us, and we think, okay, yeah. Fine. That stuff is real. There really is a heaven. There really is a hell. And we really are in a spiritual battle. And uh, it's like um, when you step out to do something for Christ, I mean, sometimes uh, we really do come under some spiritual attack. And I think that's where uh, the enemy came in and began to work um, in my family. And unfortunately, uh, things went the way they did. But I'm telling you, um, a lot of it is just in my mind. You know, there's a great scripture that, that sticks out to me where it says, Satan put it in the heart of Judas Iscariot to betray Jesus. You think about yeah. that. How do you betray Jesus? If Satan could find a way to accuse Jesus to Judas, man, Jesus is perfect. Mm-hmm. He is so clever about it, but Satan can put thoughts in our mind. 
you know, we have to be careful. Where is that thought coming from? And how does, what does it make me feel? Is it peace? You know, is, is there joy is, or, or am I feeling, you know, uh, apprehensive and anxious? I have to be careful. I have to renew my mind. If I renew my mind on podcasts like this and the word and good preaching, then I'll be able to discern, is that a biblical, you know, is this a biblical course of thinking? And sometimes we can be deceived and the enemy comes in and plants just little seeds that deceive us. The first thing you know, we head down a false path. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. So when this was happening to you, that was going on in your own mind. You were you were you questioning your salvation? Were you questioning God's love? I mean, tell us a little bit about what was going on as you're seeing this unfold right before you. Your 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 relationship with your wife is is dissolving. The enemies come against that and has put a wedge there. Did you feel like that? You know, things were. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Thank you. I really thought that God would, would never be able to use me again. Yeah. I said, I'm done. I, I'm damaged. Uh, we didn't have any money at that time. Uh, everything everything was just like collapsing in on me. And, and strategically, at that same time, Katrina hit. So I'm in Mississippi because we, we, had, we had just finished up. The, I guess I should back up. We were in the Carolinas, in, but the church ran out of money. And so... Um, we ended up having to, to, to just step back and we said, okay, we need to pull back. And we ended up in Mississippi where her family was. And that's when things came out about the other relationship she was having. So uh, I had three kids. I was trying to figure that out. And in the midst of all that, Hurricane Katrina came. And so I was living in FEMA trailers, in people's closets, uh, trying to keep track of my kids you know, I'd bring kids over on, on weekend and we would like be in a FEMA trailer together. And so we were going through all that, that, that turmoil at the same time. And I'm hanging out with other guys. And when you're hurting, you want something to make you feel good. There's all these guys are hitting the clubs yeah. and, and I'm lonely. Sure. And I'm there by myself. Um, and um, I, I shouldn't say this, but I, I was going to, I was sitting there by myself watching biography, a biography channel, and it was a it was a documentary on Pamela Anderson. I didn't really know much about her. I was a preacher. I didn't, you know, I just kind of knew vaguely who she was. Well, that documentary showed all kinds of pictures of her with little black squares. She was naked with these little black squares. Bro, I sat there. I had no idea who she was. I watched every bit of that documentary. It wasn't a porn channel. It was just a biography channel. I couldn't get enough of Pamela Anderson. Hmm. And the next day, I woke up and got my Bible out to read it, and the Holy Spirit came down and said, Boy, what are you? He, he took me to the woodshed. He said, That is not for you. And I thought, Why, Why did it? Because pain seeks pleasure, yeah. you know? And I was and I was just struggling. With it. And I thought, God, but, but all that condemnation was pushing me away from God. And I learned if, if, if something convicts you, but it pushes you away from God and you feel ashamed and you want to hide from God, that's not Jesus. Amen. That's not the Holy. He when he convicts you, it actually is like he's pulling you to him. And it's not about a feeling of, of shame. It's a feeling of freedom because when you repent it actually feels like you've just been set free from something and that's the holy spirit amen that's so powerful you know you you went through this time 
that this happened to you and the enemy was accusing you. And it's amazing, though, that here you are, you find yourself in this place, but you you sense the Holy Spirit and you sense the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And I think those that are listening to this podcast need to understand that even in the worst of times, even in the times where you find yourself just totally uh, separated, not only from people, but you feel like you're separated from God because you, you don't feel like that he's there. Then all of a sudden, wham, that's the grace of God. That's the power of the grace of God. When, when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and brings conviction, you know, that, that word conviction is, is really not used much in churches today. And, it's, it's such a powerful thing when God convicts you of something because, you know, he loves you and he cares about you and he, and he wants the best for you. And so when he brings that conviction on you, it's it's the thing that you know that God's there and even in the midst of your turmoil. And so as you went through this, you went through this fire, you went through this turmoil, and then all of a sudden you found yourself in Denver. So so how did that happen? What, talk a little bit about that transition from that period of time when you were going through this, you found yourself in, in Denver, Colorado. I had to have some hope and you were there. I had a couple of friends that were there and it was like, and, and people don't realize just what a simple word of encouragement can do for someone that held, held me. And then one day I got strong enough and I said, I'm going to go out and I pray. And I knelt down and I said, God, this is exactly what I said. I don't think you can ever do anything with me, but here, I give you my life. It's like I threw up my hands and said, here's my broken pieces. And in that moment, a voice spoke to my heart. I can't explain it. I don't even know how people will understand this, but something spoke to me. And these words came into my mind. I will give you beauty for ashes. Amen. And that was like, okay, it's not about me. He said, I will, he did it. He's going to give me. So I, that, so I started journaling. I stayed, I went back to church. I started going into the path. It's like, God's got something for me. He's going to turn this around. And I would journal and I would just, and I would pray for a while. And I said, God, you've got, I know you have somebody for me. So I, I stayed focused. I stayed in the word. And then eventually um, I was uh, basically, um, I got a call from a friend and he said, Hey, Mike, I'm, I'm getting married. And I said, Bill, you're not getting married. You're a cardboard captain. Dude, you don't meet anybody. You're on the sea. I said, you're joking with me. He goes, no, no, I did get married. I am getting married. And I met this girl online. I said, online, dude, that's creepy. And he goes, well, I don't know. It worked for me. So I went out right after he got on right off the phone with me. And I just went out and I started looking online and I put out a little, something to a young lady named Milon that very night. And she said, hi back. And crazy enough, we fell in love. And eventually uh, I decided to move up here and got me a little apartment and we dated a little bit. She had three kids. I had three kids. We both had spouses that left each other for other people. And then after we got married, we ended up going to Africa and adopting a little love child from uh, Uganda. And that's where we are today. And God's been good. He, he did what he said. I will give you beauty for ashes. And, and he gave me another chance and another family. And I'm so Amen. And, and how long have you all been married now? 
15 wow. years. That's powerful. Crazy. Amen. Praise God. Well, folks, you, you heard it. And so Pastor Michael has been with us today and just so encouraged by the testimony that he's given. But it says that for the accuser of the brethren has been thrown down. I love that verse. I, I envision yes. that, you know, if, if you've ever watched uh, WWE, I mean, I envision I envision, yeah. I envision that, that, the, that, that the Lord grabbed a hold of him and threw him down. And that's where we are today. See, God's grace is so powerful. Pastor Michael gave his testimony about thinking that it was over. God couldn't use him. God couldn't speak to him. God couldn't uh, order his footsteps, but he did. And when you're listening to this podcast today, think about that. What are you going through? The accuser of the brethren has been thrown down. God's grace is for you. That unmerited favor, that powerful thing that God puts on us is there for you. And I'm going to have Pastor Michael pray uh, for those that are listening here in a second. But I just want to so bring home that message that the enemy, although he tries to accuse you, that's been taken care of. When Jesus was on the cross and he said, it is finished, that's what he was speaking about. The enemy was defeated, and Jesus Christ is Lord. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. And the enemy tries to accuse you, but he can't. When you're a believer, when you're in the family of God, he can try to accuse you, but he's been thrown down. And so you need to recognize that today. You need to recognize the grace of God that God wants you to to sense and to walk in and to live your life accordingly. Don't think on those things that are bad and ugly and terrible. Think on those things that are good. That's what Paul said to the church at Philippi. He says, think upon these things, these things that are good. These are wonderful. These are, these are good things that God has for you. That's what God wants for each and every one of you. So, Pastor Michael, there are people out here listening to this podcast, and they're, and they're thinking, wow, this is pretty cool. But I don't know this Jesus. I don't, I don't know who this is. I mean, both of you have talked about coming to know the Lord, but I don't know who he is. And so I want you to take just a, some time and, and just talk to these folks about how they can know Christ. And, and let's just pray with them and just believe that these people are standing right before you right now. And they want to pray the sinner's prayer for their lives to be changed, just like God has changed yours. You know, um, I was thinking about something that an old time preacher once told me. He said, David danced naked before the truth. And what he was talking about is that story where David had brought the Ark of the Covenant. Like we've seen that, that right, in the Indiana Jones movies, the Ark of the Covenant symbolized Christ. And how David got so caught up in worship, he danced, of course, and his robe came off, and he just did. And I thought, David danced naked before the truth. And I just want to encourage you out there. It's okay. God knows right where you at. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to put on airs. Just be real. If you're angry, if you're hurting, if you're, maybe you just come to God and say, God, I don't even know if you're there. Be authentic and just dance naked before the truth like David did. And God will meet you right there. Just call upon the name. The Bible says if you call upon the name of the Lord, you will not be put, made ashamed. So we're going to pray right now. And I just want to encourage you. Let's pray together. Let's invite Christ to make himself real to you. I'm telling you, I knelt down and invited God into my brokenness. And that's why I'm here today to be able to give him praise for what he's done. 
So, Lord, we just come to you. We thank you for everyone that's listening to this. It's not an accident that they're hearing this. You know them, you love them, and you have a plan for their life. And so, Lord, we're just going to be authentic. And we say, Jesus, we're broken. And just pray this with me. Just pray this in your mind. I pray this out loud. Say, Jesus, I'm broken. I'm hurting. Here's where I am. I can't do it. I can't be good enough. I don't know how to be good enough. All I know is I need you. I give you my hurt. I give you my my addiction. I give you my failures. And Lord, I invite you into my pain today. Take my life. I give it to you right now. And I trust that what you did for me on the cross is all I need. I trust you that you've died for my sins. And I invite you, Lord, to be Lord and Savior of my life. Take my life and do what you will. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Praise God. If you did that today, we just are rejoicing with you. We're so excited about what God is doing in your life. This is the greatest thing that you'll ever do in your life, greater than your career, greater than anything else that's ever going to happen in your life. What you just did, asking Christ to come into your life and making him the Lord of your life is the greatest thing. And I'm so encouraged by that. And I know Pastor Michael is too. And if you've done that today, I want to hear from you. You can write me at jimhughes71 at hotmail.com. jimhughes71 at hotmail.com. I want to hear your testimony. I want to hear what God's doing in your life. I want to hear what you just did, this decision that you just made. Because we are so encouraged. God is encouraged. The angels rejoice. And Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. The Bible says that he writes your name down, the Lamb's Book of Life. You're in heaven. You're going to be with him. That is wonderful. A great preacher that I've followed for many, many years just passed away, Dr. Charles Stanley. He was 90 years old. He's there. All that he preached about and all that he talked about and all that he ministered about, he's there. He sees it. You can see it too. And so thank you for listening to us today. Until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye.